As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time for episode 629 of Who Charted, the show where comedians discuss the top five songs and movies of the week. Congratulations, you have reached Checkpoint Playoffs on the road to summer 2023. I'm your host, H. Michael Cray, a.k.a. Chart Link Later. And with me, as always, is Brett Morris, a.k.a. Starred. What's up, Starred? How's it going, man? We got good clear skies ahead for the next week. Yeah, so feeling pretty good about that. No more walking in the rain to Ralph's. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. I still feel like I'm like, uh, you know, it's like after a traumatic experience, you're still yeah. not, like you don't bounce back right away. I feel like that's what's going on with the rain. This is our first day in L.A. of seeing sunlight in like uh, two weeks or something. Yeah. And so we're all like... Uh, traumatized like uh room what was that movie room where they're trapped in the uh plastic tubs <laughs> yeah it's just you like know what that. i'm talking about it's like that <laughs> it's trauma but uh here comes our guest you know him as richie on minks on stars we're excited to have him here on the charts please welcome in Oscar Montoya. Hey. Hey. What's right up, on, fellas? Oscar. Good to see you. How's it going? Yeah. Welcome. Great hey. to see you here. We're excited to have you. Good to be here. And uh, are you dry for the first time in a fortnight? You know, it's funny because I just came back from Portland. Oh, I spent okay. the holidays in Portland and y'all had it really bad and it only rained one day while I was there. Oh my God. <laughs> so I completely That's the best missed the best LA to Portland trip in the history of Yeah, trips. maybe. And it was intense. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw videos and it was really crazy. It really was. Meanwhile, I was uh, like literally soaking up the sun over there. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, floodwaters here. Stuff was floating away. The beauty of it is when you go, you wake up in the morning to take a walk, everything laying in the street is clean. You know, there's just not as much dirty garbage laying around. Yeah, you can pick up whatever you want. Yeah, cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. You find a lot of great stuff after the rain. But, uh, yeah, it was. it's pretty crazy. Everybody always calls from around the country to see if you're doing okay. And yeah. this time was like, yeah, maybe like this call was warranted actually this yeah. time for the first time. I just feel bad. Are all of your roofs okay? Your ceilings? Because I know a lot of people who got, you know, sprung a leak and it's always oh, the worst okay. time to spring a leak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm dry. I got, I, I should be thankful. I mean, there, you know, for when you see like, you know, every neighborhood has its homeless people. There's this guy that always comes by in a leather jacket. And I'm just like, oh, what's leather jacket guy? I mean, it's got to be tough. So, yeah, I'm just thankful to be Gosh, indoors. Can you imagine the rain hitting the leather jacket? It, it's ruined. It's ruined. Yeah, ruined that leather jacket's yeah. long gone. Yeah. What do you tell yourself? <laughs> Bad stuff. Well, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're safe and dry. Thank and uh, we're, we're going to be counting down some stuff today. And uh, 
First off, I'm going to I'm going to wrap the history of recorded music right here real quick as we get into the music chart. Music. We used to play LPs, 8 tracks, cassettes and CDs. Now we download and we stream. What's next? NFTs, tunes. All right. We caught you up there on music. And what's <laughs> our uh, chart this week? Yeah, we're going to go back to the old Shazam chart. Oh, okay. It looks like it's gotten mixed up a little bit since we last looked. Right on. Oscar, do you use Shazam? I don't. Um, should yeah. I? I use, uh, typically I'm a Siri per. I just go like, hey, Siri, what the fuck is this? Oh, there you right. go. Straight yeah. to Siri. She Are they attached everything. to Shazam? Is it Siri via Shazam? Uh, maybe, maybe Siri asks you think Shazam. Siri, I don't Siri know takes <laughs> your question to Shazam? Yeah. <laughs> She's quickly opening Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like uh, people sell stuff on eBay that's from Amazon. So it's just like when you buy it on eBay, they're just buying it on Amazon. Instead. It's like the, they're cutting in as the middleman. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I haven't gotten used to that. I, I have Shazam on my front, you know, page on my phone. And to me, it's just like I just click it real quick. Oh, it's just easy. I haven't yeah. gotten used to just talking to Siri about it. That's hard, though. I yeah. guess because Shazam was first. So Siri just must have just like taking all the tricks and just, just ask me. Cause I also can tell you what, you know, the weather is or what time it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, these are the most Shazam tracks in the United States this week coming in at number five, number five, Fuerza Regida with Bebe Dame. <laughs> that all wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which one? Grupo Frontera. And oh yeah, I, these a, guys actually know? played at uh, at uh, Coachella. I Did think they? these are the ones I really liked. It had like seventeen guys up on stage. Oh, uh, when they were taking shots out of the cowboy hat. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I think this is them. This this that song wasn't as exciting as the ones they were playing at Coachella, but they got another chart. It's sort of like Edgy. their ballad, right? It's it feels like a yeah a love song. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. just easing you into it. You know? Yeah, like when uh, <laughs> you know every every rose has its thorn or something. <laughs> That's right. They give you the ballad. <laughs> hey, sir, what what chart was this again? This is Shazam. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. Um. All right, coming in at number four. Number four. Steven Sh Sanchez with Until I Found You. I would never fall unless it's you I fall into. I was lost within the darkness, but then I found her. I found you. Wow. That Shazam was around in the 1950s. <laughs> these, these feel like really old. Uh... Is that Ooh, one from a uh, TV show or something? I really have a feeling it is. 
Uh, like a CW show. It's going yeah. to be CW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't Google it in time. Oh, okay. I'm willing to it, bet it's from a TV show. That just sounds like end credits. Right, right. there, you on know? Netflix or, yeah. yeah. It's so hey, funny you, to me. It's just, it's that, like, the legacy of the Lana Del Rey. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, she brought this yeah, sort yeah. of, like, dreamy 60s aesthetic. Yes. And it's interesting to me that, like, that's still happening to this day because Lana seems so... Um, of another era. Yeah. Or, or even just, like, so 2018 to me. Yeah, that era. I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, too. Like, that, that, that music doesn't do much for me. I mean, I feel like people are kind of sad and disaffected now. I don't know that that pulls them out of it. Mm, but It's uh, not escape music. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the group like Lord Huron? They yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had a song that sounded exactly like that a couple Ooh, years ago, and I like their version of it. But I was actually pretty struck by how identical this was. Wow, shots including fired. the uh, the you know the duet style, like the two voices together. I mean, it was the now, same thing. Who's the artist that's credited on that track? Stephen, Stephen Sanchez, Sondheim. <laughs> and M. Behold. M. Behold. Okay, the letter M or E. M. E.M. Sure, for Emily, maybe. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Wow, you, it's you giving me like uh, Twin Peaks, but like uh, yes. yeah. digestible Twin Peaks. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Twin Peaks were nothing bad or surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly Peaks. <laughs> um, interesting. We're getting a lot of like old school throwback. Let's see if this next one sounds like it's from uh, 2023. All right. Coming in at number three. <laughs> this is uh, Miley Cyrus with flowers. I can buy myself flowers. Write my name in sand. Talk to myself for hours. See things you don't understand. I can take myself What? One bad Steven Sanchez interrupted. Okay, Brett's a fan. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like Miley Cyrus a lot, but I'm not sure about that one. Mm, you like her yeah. as a person, as a celebrity? Oh, I don't know her personally. Uh, I can't. I can't speak to behind closed doors. I think, Miley I mean, Cyrus. She's, she's put out more good songs than I ever thought she would. I, True. I, she's definitely above that. She's more you know. like authentically um, cool on stage or, mm. or like her persona is more like gritty or rocking than I, than I gave credit to at first. Yeah. 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 And she's, uh, she's been in some great films and she's a double threat. Wait, what she's films just, was she in that you liked? Yeah. Oh, uh, Freaky Friday remake. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one where she played like, uh, great films. What do you, I mean, you guys know about Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis. You yeah, don't know absolutely. about her Disney uh, catalog? She did Freaky Friday. She did um, the yeah, switching it's one. It's not exactly Friday. the Criterion collection. I know, but listen, I like Party in the USA. I did too. I like right. The Climb. I the like, Climb's a great song. Yeah, The Climb's good. Mm -hmm. you, got some, uh, you, you got some deep musical knowledge, Oscar. I do. Like you, yeah, you know some stuff. 
I, I, I love music. Uh, music. I, I, I was a dancer before I did comedy. So, oh, okay. I just grew up around music and like, especially contemporary dance. So like the slower stuff is what I typically dance to, but uh, yeah, no, well, I love well, music. What do you I'm mean? Like what kind of dance, what kind of dancing do you do to slow music? Contemporary. Like you're talking about just like, you know, whatever you see on like couples dancing or like a performative. No, I wish. No, that's like more like ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Contemporary is sort of just like that sort of abstract movement, you know, it's all about okay. the shapes that you make that depending on what the music gives you, you know, Okay. a lot of the bell technique, you know, a lot of swoops, a lot of turns, you know, Yeah. it's sort okay. of frou-frou dancing. It's, it's frou-frou modern dancing, truly, to be honest with you. And what what kind what music what what song that we know would you dance to this to? Oh my gosh! Well, I would I would dance Chardé. to Alt J. Breeze <laughs> oh, okay. Blocks was like a staple around the time I was doing. <laughs> did you say Sade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I guess so. I feel okay. like that's yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, a little bit of Sade. Yeah, but like Alt R and B, I would dance to a lot. A lot. You can great. leave your hat on. Would you do that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm about to now. If you can record a go. version of that for me, I will do a, a contemporary dance piece too. <laughs> right, let me warm up. Let's let's do let's do one more entry and then I'll get that together. All right, coming in number two. Number two. This is Depeche Mode with "Never Let Me what? Down Again." Whoa. The re- Depeche Mode, the remix. Depeche Mode and Digitalism. What song did they remix? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Never Let Me Down Again. My gosh. No. No. I Look, I'm not a huge Depeche Mode fan, although me I give neither. them props for having shitloads of hits. <laughs> more than you remember. But that is not an improvement. No. Not at all. No, they always the- bummed me out. And then this yeah, is like a totally different feeling. This depressed is just, loads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been calling them since their first couple hits. I never but, quite uh, understood. Like, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, music you like or resonate with somehow is like a voice that's in your head, you know, like yeah. that's why you like it. Cause it speaks to something, something you feel. You know, yeah. And that, I just never quite understand like what that guy's voice is supposed to be like inside my own right mm. right yeah like it's just it's a strange like a tone Gregorian chant, Brett. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's when you were in the, lived in the middle ages right <laughs> yeah good in the middle ages <laughs> well that's true yeah how did they relate to that that gregorian chant shit how would that make yeah. you feel dead <laughs> dead inside <laughs> no uh yeah, there's some kind of pain they're getting that with their music. There's always some kind of tension in there. But yeah, I don't always listen long enough to find out what it's about. <laughs> it's the weird remixes that I'm like not feeling at all. Like, it's too, like, who's, who's Shazamming that song? It's, you're not Shazamming it for the lyrics. Yeah. I think yeah. we always get it. We what get one entry in the Shazam chart 
that is probably explained by people going, what the fuck is this? Like yes. shazamming it from an angry standpoint or from a confused <laughs> standpoint. Yes. Like they heard yeah. there was going to be a Depeche Mode song coming up on Jack FM. And then all of a sudden that <laughs> came out. Wait, what? This isn't. <coughs> yeah. Siri, turn this off. <laughs> Siri, explain this. Explain Siri, yourself. <laughs> Siri, get Shazam on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fun stuff. All right. Coming in at number one. Number one. Metro Boomin' and The Weeknd with Creepin'. This is an actual hit song. You could probably dance to this, right? Yeah. This is exactly the kind of music. Fuji slowed That's down. Beautiful. Yeah. Chopped and fuged. Yeah, it's yeah. the same music as that Fuji song. I know. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know uh where that one gets. Shazam like a girl a girl's giving a table da- uh, a lap dance with the rhino and then the phone hits the guy's leg and it gets Shazam. By Wait, the I want to know what a table dance is. Oh, uh, table dance was the Texas term for it. They didn't call it a lap dance, oh, they called really? it a table dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. There's, I feel like I've heard a song on like here. That. Girl dancing at your table. I think it was to cover for what was really going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, it sounded like a real track. It sounded like a modern track. So, well, I just said. That, I mean, I know it's a hit because on previous weeks on this show, that's turned up on like the Billboard charts, gotcha. and the, the yeah, main charts. Quite, so yeah. that's like an actual popular song. Yeah, and it sounds like curious. the weekend. It's not the weekend. Ain't trying to reinvent anything. He's just like, let me stick <laughs> right. to what I know, and it's slow, dreary and it's little bit. Horny, you know? horny Michael yeah. Jackson. It's horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Antisocial. False. Exactly. Sad boy R and B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, an exciting chart. Uh, looks like twenty twenty three will be giving us plenty to listen to, and we'll be right back with the movie chart. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My name is H. Michael Cray, and I'm here with my guests, Oscar Montoya and Brett Morris. And this is The Movie Chart. Movies! They're just like tweets. They release them constantly. Most of them we don't need to see. But when you get a good one, ooh-wee, movies. These are the movies. There's good ones coming out. Horror movies, animated movies with high scores. It's an exciting time. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Coming in at number five. Number five. <laughs> this is plain. <laughs> I can't believe this is actually on the charts. No way. Hashtag plane movie. It's an emergency. Survive together. Okay. I, I mean, I feel bad even spoiling the name of this movie because uh, the way I learned about this was classic. Where Somebody sent me just the trailer and they just said, 
you got to watch this. Promise me you just watch the entire thing to the end. You will not believe the name reveal. <laughs> to actually do that and watch this whole piece of shit trailer <laughs> where it seems like it's just like a, almost like a joke of a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just war scenes and they're so intense. And then to just call it plain. <laughs> right, plain. It Wait, really it's a was, war movie? Uh, it's a big laugh. Um, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, I thought it was or, a passenger so, plane. White knuckle action movie plane. Uh, <laughs> pilot Brody Torrance saves his passengers from a lightning strike by making a risky landing on a war-torn island. There's the war. Ah, Interesting. Seems like with plane movies, they did it with snakes on a plane. Like, we can't think of a title. Fuck it. It's a plane movie. And now that's kind of like a standard thing. Like, you don't have to come up with a title if you write a plane movie. There's an animated movie called Planes. Yeah, yeah. Really? It just feels too confusing. Yeah, in the universe of cars, there's planes. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I wouldn't have done that. Big miss, I think. Big miss. But it might do well. I don't know. I think I think the whole reason this is even on the charts is because people laughed at the name. It helps. I mean, I That's, think that yeah. name, you know, a stupid name like Sharknado with that kind of movie, it helps. <clears throat> right. Because I really think that that little game that I played went around. Like, I think people were sending people the the tweet Plane. about it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Just like, you get a, get a load of this. Right. <laughs> it gets Gerard Butler's in it. Ah, is he the pilot? Him. Yeah, I think so. You know, he's in so many like forgettable of these kind of movies. Yes, the right? um, what's the where he, the White House movie or something where he's yeah, like yeah, a, well, yeah, uh, yeah, White House Down or one yeah, of those something ones, right? Like that. Yes, because yeah. there was another one like Olympus Has Fallen that's essentially yes. the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> but you're totally right; it's completely forgettable, and you know you're gonna add one There's more to the list, them. Mr. Butler. Yeah, he's got a bunch. He's always plays like a Gladiator, but it's not the movie Gladiator. You yeah, know, right? <laughs> yeah, Roman Fighter. It's yeah. not Sully. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming in at number four. Number of four. This is a man called Otto. Fuck way again. Ignore him, Prince. He has no idea who's doing that. Well, it was one of you. You cannot use this road without a permit. Have a nice day, sir. You know, the other guys don't do this. The guys with the white trucks. How come it's always you brown guys? And I don't mean that <laughs> racially. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, boy. If that's your so, trailer joke, we're in trouble. Yeah, that was shocking to me. <laughs> that that joke that's was Tom funny. Hanks, obviously. That was Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. What the hell? Yeah, we he's like a, a curmudgeon. He's coming for Clint Eastwood's gig. I was right, going to yeah. say, this is a lot like, uh, what? what's that called? Yeah, what's Grumpy Grand Old Racist. Yeah. Grand Torino. Yeah, I mean, like every yeah. Clint Eastwood movie after Dirty Harry. Yeah. yeah. Holy and, uh, crap. Wow. I, we didn't get that far in the trailer last week. So that was... A, <laughs> that was uh, I, I've heard it a bunch because they, they play it on like football games and stuff. And it's just oh, yeah. like, oh, that joke. Is again. that the demographic for this movie? Football Pro- fans? I guess like old people who watch CBS, <laughs> like their, their morning, you know, not the Fox ones, not Terry Bradshaw, <laughs> like just the three, just like right. four old right. guys. Oh, yeah. Those like off-brand sports panels are so funny. Yeah. Like, there's Boomer Esiason in there. He still hasn't converted still to wearing there. sneakers with his suit. Like, even all the other old guys, like <laughs> Phil Simms and stuff, they got the sneakers on. He's oh, you're saying, like, like, that's the trend. Like, you better get on board. 
Yeah, like he's the only suit. guy left. There's no other guy that's on so TV funny. that still wears shoes with the that's suit. That's really funny. My dad would be stoked about that. <laughs> he like we that? used to laugh at my dad like in the in the like early nineties. Cause he was the type that was just like the suit wasn't fitting him right. And then he didn't want to wear the uncomfortable shoes and all that. He started wearing black Michael Air Jordans, which honestly, like if you saw those Jordans now, you'd be like, oh, those are like the prized Jordans. Like those are the year. He just wore them to be like black sneakers that were comfortable. comfortable. And we always laugh because like in his mind, he just thought that that would fool people into thinking that those were like black dress (laughs) shoes. He didn't know that people are noticing them because right. of Jordan, <laughs> or just because like like any I'll be sneaker. Down, I'll with be a down suit. low key with these Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, an old guy doesn't know. He just thinks they're sneakers. Right. But yeah, I mean, Billy Joel started that I think uh, way back oh. in the day. Wow. Phil Collins, Billy Joel, those are the first guys to appear on stage in a suit with sneakers, as far as I know. That's wow. some deep David history. Byrne? I'm sure he did that some David Byrne, but they were actually like before. David Byrne would be barefoot, I think. Oh, or yeah, that make, that's more. He would have some like custom made shoe from Soho or something. <laughs> Let's argue about David <laughs> Byrne's footwear. Um, no, but yeah, they brought that along. And uh, it's exciting to hear your dad was in on that trend. Well, yeah, it was way before it was a, tre- a trend. It was a kind of like a laughing stock at the time. And then <laughs> oh, na- now he's circled back. You know what, Brent? Most innovators style. are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's ahead of his time. <laughs> What's he doing now? Yeah. I'm going to get on it. Oh, man, it's shorts all year round. <laughs> uh, I know that. You know, he's got his new balance on the crinkled up socks, you know, um, an old shirt, like with probably a hot dog on it. <laughs> right on. All right, so yeah. there's some picks. Start pulling some pieces out of my collection. All right, coming in at number three. Number three. Megan. Yeah. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. Who would- I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Megan. It's well, so funny the like that you're supposed to buy in to the idea that the doll isn't scary immediately. Right, like, right, right. The first scene you're supposed to just be like, Oh, this is a nice, cute, inviting. Yeah, it's doll. not a weird replacement <laughs> doll or you know, it's not yeah. like a <laughs> it's not horrifying murder. Get. I love also too that the woman dreamed. When she, ever since she was a kid, she dreamed of a toy that would protect her. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, wouldn't you want parents to do that for you? She dreamed of a toy that could only exist in 2023 with right. AI technology. Exactly. <laughs> it's like on Shark Tank when they try to bullshit their backstory. Right. I always wanted a, a nut and oats bar that tasted <laughs> yeah. like dirt. So I thought, how could I make that? I my That's entire so life, true. I was raised that uh, food tastes good, and I've always dreamed for food to taste <laughs> not good. <laughs> Have what you seen Megan? By the way, I haven't uh, no, seen but it I heard, yet. Heard it's fantastic. It's great. It's you great. liked it. Oh man, it's. So I heard fun. it was way darker than it is campy. 
Like people almost lies, liars. It's campy. It's straight up funny. It's hysterical. Okay, cool. There's some moments that are, you're like, oh shit, but you should go to yeah. the movies. People, it's just a fun. It's one of those movies that like the theatrical experience of laughing at the same thing. It's like watching yeah. cats. You know what I mean? It's right. just like the audacity that these people <laughs> had of making this yes. movie. It's great. I love like it. a cult film almost. Absolutely. Awesome. That's cool. Hey, shout out to Brian from AMC. He sent over, uh, I got a year free of movies coming. Hey! You guys wow. see any movies? Let's hey. meet up. Brian's shout back. Out. Brian. Shout out to AMC who's fought their way through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. If you had anything to do with Wall Street bets or anything, yeah. you know you were watching that AMC stock. And congratulations <laughs> on them for weathering the storm and keeping uh Places open. That was the so only one that kind of made sense to me out of all those Wall Street bets shenanigans. Yeah. It's like AMC does seem like it'll come back, you know, right. post-pandemic. I so heard that uh, Tom. <laughs> about the Nicole just... Kidman ad that changed the world forever. Oh, changed oh, the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, how's that doing at the box office? It's got to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. She's doing. Number one she... pre-rolls. She got hired to do another one of these, but I'm thinking like, what is she going to do to top you can't this top that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put like, there's no back. way. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be, crazy. you can't do that. They love sequels, man. They even got to do a sequel to it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's insane. I'm looking forward though, to hearing how, you know, forced the sequel to uh heartbreak feels good in a place like this, like that line. You know she's going to look straight at the camera and that that's just been overwritten, you know, a thousand times. It's, it's not going to hit as hard. Right. Yeah, it's too self, you know, yeah. aware. All right, coming in at number two. Number two. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Got of nine lives. Watch. 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 Boss, I think you set the oven too high. Now I am on my last life. Oh, no. Holy shooting star. Legend tells of a wishing star of a single wish waiting to be granted. Kitty of Boss, I need your help. Is the great posing boots asking? This cat is, uh, he's getting old, but he's back out there. This is like the wild hogs of animated cats. <laughs> the wild hogs? <laughs> 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 he's out old. <laughs> I can just see them just ripping off the script of Wild Hogs and just replacing the movie with Puss in Boots specifics. Yeah, kids won't know. Kids won't know. It's sort of like, what was that movie that was Blazing Saddles for kids? Do you know what I'm uh, talking about? uh, Pause of... Oh, uh, Destiny? That sounds familiar. Like two years ago or something? Yes, yes, exactly. Pause of Fury. Positive there Fury, you the go. legend of Hank. The legend of Hank. Oh <laughs> it is God. literally Blazing Saddles for kids. Interesting. Um, with, a, with a lot of racist jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of racist, it's animals. Oh, right on. Yeah, they get away with that. Yeah. You can make fun of another species, species without a problem. <laughs> um, all right, coming in at number one. Number one. Avatar, The Way oh. of Water. Oh, yeah. Aquatar, as we call it. Aquatar, the spray of water. Have you checked this one out? I haven't seen uh, it. 
Now that I got my AMC card, I will <laughs> go see it. But I might oh, see yeah. it in two installments. I feel like this should have been, uh, you know, <laughs> two movies break it up too long. Is it long? So, yeah, I think it's like two forty-five or something. I think right? it's like three forty. Why? Or, I don't. What? I, I gotta look. It I know. Up. Yeah, way, way too long. You try to, talk like James, try to talk James Cameron out of not using some of his footage. You know, that it's part. like <laughs> tough deal. It's so funny. I saw that little like blurb from James Cameron. Oh, yeah, it's three hours and 12 minutes. My wow. gosh. Why? Nuts. Why are That's we doing this? too long when you cut it in half almost. Right. Someone was asking him if he has any qualms about spending all of his energy on Avatar films. And like not other stories or other things he's been known for. And he said, he said that the world of Avatar, he can tell everything, every story he wants within that world, which wow. really surprised me. <laughs> like, Interesting. I don't know how much he plans to do with it, but that's so odd to me. Yeah. How are you going to do the Wild West on that? All of a sudden they right. have cowboy hats <laughs> and shit. <laughs> how are you going to do the Titanic again? But, uh. Yeah, and if it takes you ten years to make one movie, you're you're not telling a whole bunch of stories. You're telling, you know, right? That's true. It's so interesting to me because to me, Avatar seems, and I don't want to offend any Avatar freaks out there, but to me, Avatar seems like such a joke. Yeah, and yet it is the number one movie. Yeah, I think it's because it's just so stunning visually that it's mm. luring people into yeah. the theater because it's like, oh, I can't get this at home. Like, this is going to be cooler than right. what I can already see. So no one's see. going in for the story of uh, wherever the Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I self-admittedly like this more than most people do, just like the story <laughs> of Avatar. But I never was like, oh, I can't wait to get to Pandora. Like, see Pandora. <laughs> yeah. I just, I like the idea of it. Yeah, they do feel like a little bit like they are tech demonstrations that yes. people just want to go see. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is valid. Like, I kind of missed that. Like, that used to be a big part of movie going, I feel like. We're just like, yeah. oh, T2, you got to see the special effects. True. Like, go right. Ahead. For me, and it was when, Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within. Oh, wow. Oh, really? I was like, oh, my gosh, none of them are real people. It's all CGI. <laughs> yeah. The movie was terrible, though. <laughs> Wasn't there like seven of those movies? I don't know, actually. Which one was fine? You know? Well, there's a billion of the games. They, they I know that it bombed terribly, so I can't possibly imagine them making more than one Final Fantasy movie. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of which, like on Netflix, they said a lot of series are bombing on there because of a self-fulfilling cancellation thing. Have, did you guys see that? Okay. No, what's I, going I didn't. On? I didn't read too deep about it, but basically they're saying is that Netflix has canceled so many shows that have cliffhangers yeah. that the audience will hold off on watching the first season of a series because they think, oh, it might get canceled. They might not make the second season. Yeah. So then they hold off on watching it and it's low rated and then they cancel it. So it's like a self-fulfilling wow. cancelization, cancelization loop. That makes perfect sense though. Yeah. I mean, like they've, they've, they're just so cancel happy over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people like don't want to get invested. You can't blame audiences. Yeah. And then if you the think of The like, psychology of that is so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like we, what's the solution? It's a yeah. That's like a broken system, you know. That's that's yeah, all yeah. it is. Yeah, 
So they're going to have to think of something or just guarantee two seasons or not do cliffhangers or I don't know. It seems like ever since Lost, there was been like uh, <laughs> trepidation, like, oh, if I get right. really invested, is it going to be worth it? Right. And then this makes the barrier even higher, like, wow, there's not even going to be a second season. It's true. Stuff. I guess you got to get back into just like anthology stuff or like self-contained episodes. Yeah. Or what? Rewatch the the Wire or something. You know? <laughs> no, the Wire good. becomes the number one show of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kate Bush. I've been watching um, Walking Dead for the first time ever. Just really, like I'm by myself, holed up in these weird motel rooms, and it's like I, I get like an hour to spare, and I'm just like I'm never. I never watched that. I never watched a single episode, and it's all on Netflix. Like. Why not? I'll just zombie things don't seem like, you know, I, I, I was kind of like over it before I started it. But then now I'm kind of into it. I like it. So what season uh, are you? Uh, wa- I'm in right four now? already. Damn. Ah. But you know what? It's so much better. I'm so glad I'm doing it this way rather than week to week, mm. like uh, original airing. Yeah. Binging makes perfect sense in this this way, because like I don't think each episode is strong enough. To be like, good point. It's not know, like, like if I had bad, just wow. seen that one episode, I would have been like, oh, that not that much happened. But right. just taking a whole season in like one swoop, it's great. Makes I think that lead bad. guy is kind of like I know who that voice is in your head. You were talking about the Pesh mode. You don't know who that voice is. <laughs> That's the lead guy. That Rick. <laughs> no, no, that lead guy. I know that you can relate to that voice in his head. <laughs> Oh, that's, funny. <laughs> that's your voice. <laughs> yeah. As he's getting like psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's closed in. Everybody's a zombie around him. Yeah. It's just yeah. like podcasting. <laughs> hey, but uh, at least people are going to the theaters. We're excited about that. And we'll be right back with the hot picks. The hot picks. <laughs> The third chart is the hot picks and the countdown's about to start. Let's see who bought a hot pick and let's see who did not. The hot picks. <laughs> the hot picks. <laughs> These are the hot picks. Let's see if we did better than Shazam. It's likely. <laughs> I sure hope we did. I hope so. All right, coming in at number five. Number five. This is Oscar's first pick of two. This is uh, New Jeans with Ditto. That's I'm one of those songs that's super quiet, but it, it, like you can see people dancing real hard. Hell to it. yeah. Yeah, it's got I bounce it. to it, which is really cool. Yeah, when I was searching for it in YouTube, like a lot of the 
the suggestions were dance related. Like, are a lot of people choreographing their own dances to this? Oh, yeah. Like I mean, like, the thing about new jeans, right? I- I'm obsessed. K pop is like what th- the stories behind K pop and how, ca- how K pop bands are made or is so fascinating to me because okay. it's like all machine like it's like a machine essentially right. um, yeah and new jeans is interesting because they're sort of like the newest biggest act right now and they're all super young but their aesthetic is y2k yeah so their sound is really like y2k like drum and bass kind of yeah. yeah exactly that's how a lot of like- k-pop sounds to me it's like around they don't, that usually, time. they don't usually a lot of time have that kind of beat to it. You right. know, like the, it's more poppy. So typically the cool thing about, I mean, the cool thing about this song is that a lot of K-pop acts, acts right now is like very bombastic and loud. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like, um, like Skrillex inspired sort of like uh, heavy, heavy beat drops and stuff. Yeah. But with new jeans, it's a lot it's like subtler and everything feels like American, like two thousands, uh, R and B early Ariana Grande. I could hear that. It's, it's interesting there. And they're all like the oldest member of that group is like 18 years old. And how many of them are there? There's five of them. Oh, that's not too many. I mean, usually there's like seven or something. Yeah. Like my favorite K-pop group is twice and there's nine of them. Damn. Yeah, I like Blackpink because there's only four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I could do. I could get two Blackpinks out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you could. <laughs> but that BTS, just, they had seven. Now they got mm-hmm. six. Oh, they lost. There's one, one group with I Sugar. think thirteen members. Seventeen has oh thirteen, God. which is very confusing. I just think um, about all those paychecks. Like you got to pay all those members. I know the yeah, but also do that as as like the corporate entity. You can't have any one performer hold you up. You know what I mean? Right. Like if like you know when Jimmy Fallon became <laughs> yeah. a big star, they just right. gave him all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They can so, go. I got sixteen other guys right here who, who are <laughs> yeah. just as eager as you are, just as talented. <laughs> I got Jimmy from Monster X coming over on. It's like <laughs> y'all right. sound like y'all sound like P Diddy and making the band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know? We should we should go to uh, Seoul and take over. We yeah. will show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I would love to see y'all make a K-pop group. <laughs> <laughs> I, would I wouldn't even know how to go about it. Like you'd have to, um, you'd have to buy a hotel first just to house everybody. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Just feeding everybody would be like a yeah. major thing yeah. every day. It seems pretty brutal to me. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, stories come out in a few years. Oh yeah. You know, where it's just like, Oh, Joe the, Jackson, the grind, you know, the way oh, they, yeah. they grind. Stories have already come down. out. The thing is yeah. like the K-pop culture is so ingrained in Korean culture. Like there's like, Kids go to idol school after school to train to be members of a wow. potentially a K-pop group. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's just part of their culture. It's wild. There's nothing like that in, in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, that's why you would think, you know, they have so many. Like, we produce football players. No other country does. Yeah. Like that's true. NFL. And then they got all, every kid's thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in the motel right now, and on Sunday night, my next door neighbors were singing karaoke in their room. So Whoa. I think it's spreading. I think people are, <laughs> hey, I think that your, culture is coming in. You got your spank revision on the TV. You forgot to turn that off. 
I really, I really I couldn't know, believe that, might that be they too were old doing the reference. Do you know about spank revision? Yeah, I do. I don't. <laughs> okay. What? I don't know it. Oh, okay. Spectrovision was oh. like the porn at hotel rooms. They oh, of course. I thought you said, oh, okay. Yeah, you said Spanktrovision. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I took that literally. Right <laughs> uh, Spectrovision, yeah. No, I just couldn't believe that they were doing that on a Sunday night, like 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. Not on the Lord's Day. In a motel. Yeah, seriously. In a motel. Yeah. No good. They're drunk <laughs> from watching the playoffs. <laughs> All right, coming in at number four. Number four. Uh, this is my first pick. This is the band Slift, and uh, the song is called Unseen. It's a heavy one. Love this part. Yeah. They're a good band. That reminds me of like Jesus and Mary chain or something. It's like you get it's a lot going on production wise. It's very drenched. Like there's Mm. there's just behind walls of reverb, but it creates a cool sound. Mm. Tell me about this band. What's their deal? Uh they're on sub pop. Um I don't really know much about their background other than my friend uh, tipped me off to them a few years ago. And it was like a good kind of psychedelic, uh, heavy stoner rock kind of thing. Let me look up where they're from. Oh, it says here they grew up in a reverb pedal factory. <laughs> you can't take the band out of the reverb pedal factory. <laughs> no. Yeah. In their DNA. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're from France. Oh, wow. They're French. Yeah, they're a French rock band. All right, international. And they got brothers in the band, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> French brothers. <laughs> hey, uh, brothers, like the French Oasis. I love Phoenix, uh, France. They need to give us another band, so maybe it's them. Maybe it's mm. uh, Slift. What was the last great band to come out of France? I think it's Phoenix. Mm. I, I really love Phoenix. I love everything they do. But um, before them, I mean, it's probably uh, is Justice or no? Uh, Gojira. I think Gojira no, um, is French, right? You know the DJs with the space. Yeah, arms. Justice is French. Yeah, they're French, I believe. Uh, but I mean, that's. Um, but who am I thinking of? Daft Punk? Yeah, Daft Punk. They're French? Or maybe not. Maybe Justice. There's also Air. (laughs) Oh, Air Air. is great, yeah. There you go. Uh, Um, Yeah, France. Eves, or what's his name? What's that guy? Serge Gainsbourg. Oh, right. It's big. Gerard Depardieu. (laughs) Great. Love his music. uh, Yeah, his psychedelic stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, coming in at where we are, number three. Number three. This is Oscar's second pick. This is 
Caroline Polachek with Sunset. Music sounds a little like a like video game music, which I like. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, like it sounds like you'd be on a desert level hey, or something. Yeah, yeah. right. To me, or I like, love this song because it's to me giving uh Eurovision vibes, Eurovision song totally. contest, ah, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. my obsession. I've watched it during the pandemic, my pandemic hobby was watching every single Eurovision song contest since its inception wow. in 1956 Holy all the way to 2020. Wait, yeah. how much, uh, like how long does it take to watch one year? I mean, it depends. Now it's a four hour event, but it started with, it was like a uh, hour and a half. There were like 15 wow. songs. That's a podcast. You should do that as I've a podcast. I've been thinking, thank you. Really? Okay, great. That's okay, a great idea. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for the longest time and I'm like, Ameri- Americans don't really know about Eurovision, and I'm telling you, it is You'd be truly incredible. And uh, there's great stories each year, like the Absolutely. personal. And uh, what's your favorite year? Ooh, that's a good one. 2019 was a fantastic year. The best year, I'm going to say, is 1991, because it was the most chaotic Eurovision to ever happen. It was mm-hmm. the second time there was a tie, and the way that they did it was so insane how they broke the tie. It was so wild because instead penalty of- Penalty kicks? I'm sorry? <laughs> penalty kicks? <laughs> because- wish, yeah. No, but like in 1968, there was a four-way tie, which was insane. And they just gave them all the win. But in 1991, there was a two-way tie between uh, France and Sweden. And they were like, well, we can't have another tie. We can't give it to the uh, both of them. So they did this weird thing of like whoever got the most 12-point votes wins. And they both had the same amount. And they were like, okay, whoever got the most 10-point wins. And Sweden beat, just wow. beat out France. Ah, and so Sweden won. That's crazy. Wow. So the voting is like strict. It's very strict. Like, very strict. Yeah. Like World Cup. Yeah, they take it real serious. I, I really think that would be fascinating because, like, it is a mystery to most Americans. Just they, they've probably, you know, it hasn't been on their radar for their whole lives. Right. But it is emerging now. Didn't they try to do a TV show here where yeah, it they was did. like the they states versus each other? Contest. Yeah, yeah. Hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> 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 uh, and it didn't do well. No one cared. So what year did you say it started? 56? 1956, yeah. Wow. What kind of music were they doing? Oh, you know what? I know know this answer. Okay. Okay. Um, Tell me if I'm right, Oscar. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. ABBA 
was kind of innovative in the song contest because they have these things called schlagers or something, schlagens, <laughs> which is literally translated means hit song. And okay. they were those kind of beer yeah. drinking. They sound like German, Swedish ski alp songs. And then ABBA okay. was the one to kind of turn it into a modern pop thing, right? Right, right. I mean, ABBA won... Uh, 1974 with Waterloo and it elevated it like changed it changed the music industry entirely because before ABBA uh, Eurovision Song Contest was really about the song writing Mm -hmm. and not about the song and then suddenly ABBA shows up and not only makes it about the artist but the presentation of the song as well Mm, and it changed the anyway whatever and it became like a that's fascinating yeah but back in the 50s it was like these like cheery little ballads you know the first one was like a like a just a sweet a sweet little 50s ballad it's very reminiscent of like um uh when you wish upon a star by uh the the pinocchio right right right. okay like theatrically yes yes that's That's so interesting i'm just i'm like upset i'm obsessed but anyway this song i heard it and i was like this is this feels like an eastern european entry in the 2004 Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's so it intricate. Is. It's like a really cool song. And I music doesn't sound like this nowadays. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool. Anyway, and I love That's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, your enthusiasm about that would really translate. Ooh, I mean, I'm even dang. interested now, like, did the record companies try to place bands in that contest? Because they know it'll be so much bigger. Like, how organic is it? Like, Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's I made be some, really interesting. Celine Dion came from the Eurovision Song Contest. Really? And even that was a big deal because she won, she won oh, the she 1988 did? Song Contest. Wow. But she's French-Canadian. She's from Canada. But um, Switzerland hired her to sing, and people were pissed because they were like, um, she's not Swiss, and she won by one point, wow. and it changed her career, made her a big star. So, Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. that's it. That happens with the World Cup, too, where a guy's like, only, like, he was born in a certain country, but then he hadn't been there in 20 years. But then he can't get on in his home, own home country, so he goes plays yeah. for the other one. Really? fascinating cool that's really cool thanks for bringing that in of course all right coming in at number two number two um this one is a slight plug because i mastered this track really my but my buddy's band in um austin uh Uh your old stomping grounds (laughs) um the band is called wake party okay and uh they're great and they just released this single sweet called uh, Cowboy Killer. Here we go. Nice start. Right there. You hear that one dB on the chorus? Oh, nice. (laughs) Holy shit. I thought you were going to go five megahertz there. (laughs) You went three. That's a smooth mastering job. (laughs) Thank you. I felt the big bottom. I didn't lose the highs. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, you heard the balance there and the the frequencies and the little notches I took out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I heard some bad notes. You're kind of incredible at what you do, Brent. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I'm doing the same thing to your voice right now, and you don't even know. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of voice, who's the lead singer of that? The voice was unbelievable. He's got a really good voice. I actually don't know the singer. I know the drummer. He's a... Old, old buddy of mine. We used to play music together. Great drummer. Uh, the, I'm totally impressed by the singer. Because mm-hmm. I, I really believe singers just like make or break the whole thing. Yep. Uh, and uh, I like it. Especially uh, in like a rock band like that, you know? It's like, it's so easy to sound like everything else or to just sound cringy or whatever. And, right. And he sounds that great. It sounded clean. It sounded live. It sounded immediate. <laughs> I did. It did. No, it did. I mean, I love Austin. I'm rooting for those guys already. Hell yeah. Um, all right. Coming in at, uh, what was that? Number, that two. was number that two. That was two. All right. Coming in at number one. Number one. Finally get to H.M. Uh, Kramer's pick. This is this is B- Sebastian. <gasps> I call him, I call him um, B&S Music Factory. <laughs> 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 Let's get the hashtag trending, everybody. Hell yeah. Bell and Sebastian, so in the moment. This came out four days ago. Oh, cool. This is wonderful. Yeah, this is a great uh, word for it. It's like the kinks. Yeah, I feel like that too. Or like that pre-psychedelic, you know, before psychedelia came in, there was like that pre-stuff that was kind of jangly and stuff. (laughs) Right. It really reminds me, yeah, of the kinks of like Herman's Hermits. Pre-design, if if you know that. But it's sophisticated. I like how how it would like change around and skip a beat. Here and there, and also sounds feeling. so balanced. Unpredictable. They haven't lo- lost their vibe at all. That's really yeah. good. Um, and that was mastered by Start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I mastered the whole chart. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Check out the album if you get a chance. It's got some good tracks on it. Ooh, they're so. Oh, I love. I love them so freaking much. And it's, you know, it's like when a great band that you love makes new music, there's always that moment of like, is this going to be good or am I going to have yeah, to be right. embarrassed for them? And yes, they sound incredible. Ah, oh, great song. Great pick. When did Just, they like come out? Like, cause I think I missed the boat when they were first. Uh, it was like when, when, what was that radio station that used to be out here? It was, they were like KCRW? Or no, it was like a commercial station that played. I don't know. That's a dumb reference, but I guess it was like, it feels like 12, 15 years ago, maybe that they, they had their, okay. the, the height yeah. of their power. 
Um, yeah, a fun ba- a quality band, you know, for all the mm-hmm. hype and everything. Good stuff. Hey, Oscar, does there, does people know that you know this much about music, or do you keep it under wraps? Or oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really talk about music. That I mean, it's kind of it's. Kind of, I mean, you know a lot. I mean, especially I love for someone related to comedy. I mean, you're upper echelon. That is okay. That is truly huge coming from you. I mean, you are literally the expert. So, thank well, you. I, don't know. I didn't know about uh, new jeans. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Now this was really fun. Really great. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming in. What a treat! Remember, thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah. Everybody also remember to check out Minx on uh, Stars. And uh, anything else you want to send them over to? No, I mean, you can follow me on social media at Ozzymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O, on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. All right. Start. You, can see, uh, oh. you can see Oscar and I make up songs together on Play It By Ear. That's right. Oh, okay. On uh, Dropout TV. Okay. Um, that was a ton of fun. Really and, uh, fun. H- hoping for like a season two there. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Check out Comedy Bang Bang World, of course, and Who Charted Pod, where you can support this show and get uh, two charted every single week where Howard and I talk after the charts. Yeah, we've been doing a whole slew of escape tunes, so check those out. (laughs) That's right. Also check out Drop Day Duel and Grift Horse with Megan Beth Keister, and we will see you right here next week on Who... Charted. Charted.